Hi, everybody. It's Barry again from uh, Turning the Page. And it's so good to be with you again, either watching it on YouTube or wherever you're watching it, or you're listening to it as a podcast. Uh, it's so good to be with you. And I had someone call me um, Online Mental Health Pastor. I like that title. I think it's really quite apt. And uh, currently I'm doing a little bit of a series on stress. And um, I'm going to show you one of my most precious items. And if you're watching on YouTube and so on, you can, you'll be able to see it. If you're listening on to the podcast, you'll have to either go over onto the blog, turningthepage.co.nz, or um, go onto YouTube and see it there. But this is it here. This is, um, I'm hopefully you'll be able to see it okay. But this is a uh, barometer, and it's my father's barometer, and um, it's very precious to me. And there's a little plaque on it. You'll just see where my finger is pointing. And it says, presented to Mr. B. Pearman. That's Mr. Ben Pearman. That was my father. From Glenbrook Sunday School, school pupils and teachers, 1949. Okay, so my father uh, taught Sunday school, which is for children, not for, for adults. It was a children's Sunday school. And um, when he... Um, I think he left or finished Sunday school. They gave him a barometer. Now, I don't know many many Sunday school teachers get barometers these days for um, for long service, but there we go. But it is, it's a very important item because what it does is it measures the air pressure or the pressure that is bearing down on us. And we we don't know... Um, how much pressure we, we we're just so used to um, our air pressure, aren't we? It's everywhere. It's it's a word that we call ambient, which means it's um, just surrounding us. And on the on the barometer here, you'll see that there's a little needle in the middle, which um, when it's turning to the left. <coughs> It says um, fair and very dry, which means that the weather's improving, the air pressure's getting higher. But if the needle was um, swinging round to, sorry, swinging round to the left, sorry, it says rain and stormy. And interesting, this last week it was swinging round to rain because it's very wet week here in Auckland. But at the moment today, it's a beautiful sunny day out there, and of course the needle has swung around to the right, where it says fair and sunny. And what my father used to use it for was, of course, as a farmer, he needed to know what the weather was going to be doing. So um, he was a sheep farmer, and he would <coughs> need to know whether it's going to be sunny and dry so to get the sheep in to, for shearing. Also, whether to cut the hay or not. If it was dropping and falling and it was going to rain, well, he wouldn't be able to do those tasks. Now, of course, these days we have a lot more modern technology um, applications like apps on my phone that can tell me like within a few hours whether it's going to rain or not. But my dad didn't have this, didn't have those apps in his day. But it's still fascinating and I have it above my desk and it always reminds me of well, what the weather's going to do, which is important for me as a gardener. But it also reminds me that there is a pressure around me that I'm totally unaware of, but I'm actually probably quite used to. And 
it's similar to like when you go into a building and you notice that there is a temperature and the, the, some engineer has set the temperature of the building to be a certain temperature. It's the ambient temperature. Um, what about CO2 levels? Now, with all this COVID pandemic going on, we know that there's a lot of people who are interested in the amount of CO2 in the building. And uh, recently here in New Zealand, um, bus drivers were complaining about the level of CO2 in the buses because, of course, that breeds, um, it's an environment where there's going to be probably a bit more COVID around. And I know of one church that measures the CO2 in the church level, in the church, and when it gets to a certain level, they have to open the windows or something, which isn't so good in the winter. But um, and also, like, there's another ambient thing, and that's the amount of oxygen in the air that we breathe. And I visited uh, Colorado Springs many, many years ago, which is very high. And there was a there was a lack of oxygen um, compared to normal to normal you know, sea level, which is what I'm used to. And you could notice it. it was just harder breathing. But the locals there, they were quite used to it. But I also think that we all carry a certain ambient stress load. It's it's a weight. It's a pressure that bears down on us that we're probably not even aware of. You know, and lots of things sort of contribute to that pressure, that ambient stress. It could be bills, it could be the work, it could be relationships, your health, um, health of people you care about, uh, children, exams, money, um, all sorts of different things all bear down on us and create pressure. And whenever I'm talking about this, I also include unresolved past hurts and traumas, things that we've not completely uh, healed of and they might be like acting like a ghost to us and they, they, um, they're still sitting there subconsciously often, but they're still hurt. And when we add up all these things, it's like a pressure on our heart and our mind. And sometimes this becomes so much that we start to become unwell. It's just got too many, too many straws have broken the camel's back. And we might have migraines or stomach ulcers. Um, the body just cannot take that much. For me, for me, it was depression. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know. It was like I was walking around in a cloud of, of, of pressure that I was, I was just considering this is normal to be like this. And it slowly, slowly crept up on me that I, to a point where I actually became incredibly unwell. The dark cloud seemed to me just as normal. Then I had just one too many stressors and I couldn't handle it. Um, my camel's back brain just could not handle it. And I became actually quite unwell. So unwell that I, you know, I needed others to actually help me and giving medication and some therapy and counseling and strategies to use to actually um, move through my depression and come out the other side. And slowly I, I began to dig myself out of my hole. And that's the title of a course that I actually um, formulated. And you can take as um, a pay what you want or for free. And 
<clears throat> but I'm still digging, um, much like I love the story of Nehemiah. Um, I'm rebuilding my wall, my internal wall, my heart, much like the wall builders of Nehemiah. And that, that's a little book that I've written called Broken the Built. And this blog and all the other services that I offer, uh, such as pastoral coaching and courses, are part of my digging process. And it seems to be helping others, people much like yourself. But in Jesus' day, they didn't have the word stress. Um, they didn't have that word to describe uh, that ambient pressure that is upon us. But Jesus knew a way of describing it to people. And he said this in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So he linked a picture of carrying a burden or load. And he said, uh, take my yoke. And now yoke was like a big um, leather or wooden collar that would hang around an animal's neck. <clears throat> and to the neck, to, to that collar, rods or ropes will be tied to it so that the animal could pull a load. So he says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. And for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love that phrase, you'll find rest for your souls. And I think that's probably what we all want to a great deal, don't we? We want some rest. And the best yokes that were made, they were actually fashioned to the animal's body shape. So there wouldn't be any sharp edges or uh, corners that would rub into the skin and, and form bruises or blisters. But the craftsman would take a piece of wood or leather and shape it particularly to their, the body body's shape. Now, um, can you describe the yoke that you're pulling? What, what are the pressures bearing down on you? And in the Bible version called The Message, uh, Jesus describes it this way. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religions? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Right? So he's talking about the yoke. Nothing heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So here's the question. Um, what is heavy or ill-fitting on you? Are there relationship stresses? Uh, what about stress or at work? Or maybe you, someone you love is unwell. Uh, does that messy bedroom, which I've got a messy bedroom, add weight to your life um, whenever you walk into the room? Ugh. You see, all those little stresses uh, can become like straws that break the camel's back of your brain. So much, just so much stuff. You can only handle so much. And I wonder if Jesus would help you identify things in your life that you need to be to let go of or, or sort out. And that's what I find as I walk um, my life with Christ. My yoke is continually being crafted and shaped for lightness and strength. 
Jesus, uh, you remember, was a carpenter's son. And I wonder if Joseph was ever asked to make a yoke for one of his oxen, my neighbor's oxen or horse or something like that. And Jesus would observe the um, how Joseph, his dad, was um, sculpturing a yoke perfect for the beast. But I one of the little exercise that I like to do quite regularly is called taking a cup. And it's a very simple little exercise. And I get a notebook on my journal. And I hold a, a simple cup in my hand. And I see this cup as who I am. The container of all that I am. All right, my life. And for the day, at the end of the day, I write down what has filled my cup. What are those things that have sort of given me a sense of life and joy or happiness or peace or something like that? What, is, what has come into my life and has filled me? The second aspect is what has drained my cup. And it could be things like work. It could be the messy bedroom. It could be all sorts of things that seem to just have taken life out of me. And I just want you to note that some things can both fill your cup and drain your cup, okay? And often those are relationships where it was so good seeing this person, but it was also quite a drain. So there can be both, and that's okay. And then I'd like you to try and do that for like a week or five days in a row. Fillers and drainers, and just noting what they are. And then uh, using those, um, using your notes, look through the journal, and see if there's any patterns or any rhythms that of things that um, are regularly filling you, uh, regularly draining you. It might just give you a clue or a pattern that you could actually say, actually, I need to address this thing because it really is draining me all the time and I'm not realising it. Or perhaps I need to actually spend some more time in the sun reading a book, which is what I'm going to do after I've done this video and, and podcast. So if you'd like to do that, if you'd like to read more about it, there's um, uh, a link in the blog post. You can come over and find it there. But I think that when we discover those fillers and drainers, uh, sorry about that plane flying by, <laughs> uh, we can begin to shape our yoked fit better. Here's some quotes for you to consider. Stress is directly related to fear. Is anxiety accumulating in your life? That's a good question. Is anxiety accumulating in your life? The Comforter, or the Holy Spirit, is always near. But first, you must adopt the Holy Spirit's perspective. How God sees it. That's from David Riddell. When stress levels rise, do four things. Relax. Breathe deeply, tell yourself the truth, and face your secret fear. That's from David Riddell as well. Um, the antidote to stress, depression, anxiety, despair is to be on, then off. Work, play. Uh, inhale, exhale. Summer, winter. Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm is built into creation. And the problem with the modern world is that you can get tomatoes at 2am. <laughs> it's a Rob Bell.
That's a great, I love that quote. Uh, Rick Hansen says that much of the time we rev up and race about because of unnecessary internal pressures, like unrealistic standards of it for ourselves, or because external forces are trying to hurry us along for their own purposes, not because of our needs. That's Rick Hansen. And then there's, uh, what I fear most about stress is not that it kills, but it prevents from savouring life. Hmm, I'll read that again. What I fear most about stress is not that it kills, but that it prevents one from savouring life. Jean-Louis Seven Schreiber. Hmm, big name. <laughs> hey, here's some questions that you might like to answer. And you can email me too for these answers. What are some of the stressors that you are carrying or yoked to? Um, complete the cup fillers and drainers exercise. What did you notice? Were, there sh were they showing up some patterns up? Were there some patterns or rhythms or things that you were saying, ah, that's something I need to address? Number three, some stressors are obvious. Well, some are, are some, well, others are subtle and slowly grow around us like a vine <laughs> uh, without us even realizing. Can you think of examples of some of your subtle stressors? Hey, uh, I just so love giving you um, a podcast or a vlog. Um, I really like to share these things and get it out via my email list and through all sorts of methods. And I, I I get lots of response from people who find it really helpful. Hey, if you want to send me an email, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And I just want to say a big thank you and a big shout out to those people who give a little bit to help me do what I'm doing um, via Patreon or DonorBox. So if you want to be part of that community, um, it's turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. But until next week, um, do the cup exercise and have a think about what uh, what's the ambient stressors that are in your life. Okay, until next week, see you then.